welcome to Why a Book podcast, where we read and reread classic YA novels of the 2000s and 2010s. And today's a very special episode because we have a special guest, our friend Gabby. Yay! Hi. Hi, Gabby. Gabby, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us, tell us about you and what kind of books you read as a youth. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gabby. I am the baby of the group by a month. Um, that's a really important. Um, <laughs> when I was a YA reader, I was very big into fantasy novels and animorphs. Hell yeah! Oh. <laughs> An Animorphs reader. <laughs> that was also a very distinctive part of my personality. And really into fairy, specifically like fairy vampire books. Nice. Um, yeah. And then later on, I discovered that there is a whole genre of dance books, and that was me. And my YA likes to this day are the worse, the trashier, the better for me. Yeah. I love that for you. Thank you. Amazing. And for this podcast. Thank you. Excited to be here. Why is Gabby here? Well, we are covering Audition by Stasi Award Kehoe, a book about dance in the form of poetry. Ah, yes. I am so excited about this poetry aspect. It's, I personally don't think her poetry is that good. <laughs> it's, um, doesn't really flow. It's, sometimes it's just like, she was like, this is a long sentence. If I just put the second half of the sentence below, it's poetry. It doesn't, I don't like her poetry style too much, Gabby. <laughs> it reminds me of when I would write angst poetry as a teen. Um, so <laughs> yeah. when I opened the first page, I thought it was like, you know, like some books will have an intro, or like one page where it's like a little poem and then it goes into the rest of the book. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I kept flipping and it never ended. So yeah, it just, it felt very angsty. And I think that really set the tone. Yeah, it definitely reminded me of teen angst poetry and I guess that's what she was going for so I guess that's really a, a kudos to her yeah, good on her because it's supposed to be it's unclear if it's supposed to be like her journal or if this is what her thought process is but it fits the protagonist who is 16 year old Sarah who's a dancer and loved it as a kid but now at 16 um, she's insecure no that's 15 no that's 15 <laughs> this is not a quinceanera conspiracy Gabby <laughs> <laughs> We've created a quinceanera conspiracy about 15-year-old YA protagonists. We had three books in a row that featured a 15-year-old girl as a protagonist. Oh. So it's the quinceanera conspiracy? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> jumping into audition again. <laughs> so it starts off and Sarah's at um, an audition in Boston and it's being held by Dame Veronique de la Chance and this Russian choreographer who has a classic Russian name of Yevgeny Yelnikov. <laughs> Just throw as many Y's in there. The more the better. <laughs> I was like, it's always a Russian. But yeah, so she's going through this audition process, and she's reflecting on the fact that like she loved ballet as a kid, but now she's kind of not sure if it's really what she wants to be pursuing. And then she gets uh, offered a, a year, or not a year, but I thought it was just one year, but she gets offered a scholarship in general to study at the Jersey Ballet. <laughs> I, why New Jersey? Nothing against New Jersey. Um, well, it's so uh, random. But like, why? Because well, the author was like, we need somewhere that's not amazing, but still like a step, like still a step closer to city life. This is like the Joffrey Ballet of uh, like scholarship auditions. Like everyone gets into the Joffrey Ballet for something, but it's like it's prestigious, but like not really. It's easy to get into. So I wonder if that's like the vibe they were going for. 
Like, oh, it's not New York City Ballet. It's not ABT, but it's something. Yeah, because she mentioned some of the other students that get picked for scholarship are going to, like, New York City, Chicago, um, and, like, just major cities, and she's going to New Jersey. So this is just, like, a general scholarship. They don't really specify. Again, it's poetry, so a lot of it's just vague. Oh, because I was under the understanding that, like, you auditioned for a specific thing. Gabby? (laughs) Um, Scholarships auditions depends on, like, the place. If it's, like, for a dance school and they choose you to be, like, a scholarship recipient, I don't think it's, like, specific. But then again, this is pretty vague. But I think it'll just be, like, depending... On whether or not they think you're worth it. Because the choreographer who was watching the auditions for everybody is a choreographer that works in the Jersey Ballet. Mm. But, like, people were not, this was not specifically for Jersey Ballet. But Yevgeny is one of the choreographers we'll get to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, You never see Dame Vranik again. That's really too bad. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Sarah gets this offer, and even though it's, like, not a big city like other people get, uh, she's pretty happy with it because she's just some dancer from small town Vermont. So again, we're back in New England with this book. And she's like, oh, like getting a scholarship's great. I can get out of Ver- Vermont. So, you know, she says bye to, to all her friends. She's like, yeah, like starting like in a few weeks, I'm going to be in New Jersey. And then this is like a reoccurring thing. Um, she always talks about when you flirt with the mirror and her thing is like you always you're always in fifth position that's how when you when you're trying to be confident and flirt in the mirror you always do fifth like that's just Gabby is that true it is, is true is fifth position the flirty position well yeah because there's like a Confidence. whole like your feet are in fifth position but then like your body and like the top half and your head are always just perfectly placed in a way that's just a bit coquettish so yeah Coquettish. Yeah, wow. You can be I like, love that okay. term. <laughs> yeah, the you last time I danced me, I was when I was 10. So. I was three. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so let me get this description of her hometown just to really nail in the fact that she is from small town Vermont. Her dad owns an apple orchard. Oh, my God. <laughs> her mom, like, works for a bank. <laughs> I just love whenever a YA novel is like, my parent has this random, quaint profession. So I was curious, uh, and the author grew up in New Hampshire, so it was probably just as rural. So for all we know, her family did own an apple orchard. Yeah, maybe. Uh, And then the next thing you learn about Sarah is that she's very horny and has a lot of like, she's going through like a sexual identity thing. Like, she cannot be in the presence of a boy without being like, I have this weird feeling. I don't know what it is. What's happening to me? (sighs) Typical 16-year-old things. She's like, I don't know what I'm feeling or why I'm feeling this way. Why do I feel this way? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then she talks about how her best friend, Bess, has gone to second base. And she's like, I can't even imagine. She Uh, plays baseball? At band camp. (laughs) (laughs) It happened at band camp. It happened a bit, really? That's legitimate? It's always been. Yeah, she compares herself to her best friend, Bess, who's like jazz musician, free-spirited type girl, where uh, Sarah's like, you find out she has a very, like, restrictive upbringing, Mm -hmm. and I mean, there's all the, between the discipline of being a ballerina and having kind of parents who are just kind of strict, you find out. So then her best friend's kind of opposite. Classic. Yeah, classic like you dynamic. you find out that she has a controlled life in the next kind of part because her mom is picking out every outfit that she's bringing to Jersey. Like she doesn't pick out a single thing. Her mom's like, no, I know what you need to bring. I'm going to pack for you. Which is like fine if you're sending a 10-year-old to sleepaway camp. Who, who won Dance Moms? 
<laughs> Melissa. Melissa. Yeah. No hesitation. <laughs> no question. Yeah, no, you're Are right. Are we kidding? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, and she mentioned that she and Bess were talking about getting tattoos together this <gasps> fall. But Sarah's just like, I don't think I could ever bring myself to get one. It's just fanciful talk. Like, I could never do that. Fanciful. Yeah. I just find that. I just like that word. Thank you. I use that myself. <laughs> it's not from the book. <laughs> so she moves to Jersey. Like, this all happens really quickly. Like, she's now on her way to Jersey. And because her scholarship is with the ballet, she it's not like it's like a school or anything. So she's enrolled in a local school. And she's staying with one of the choreographers from the ballet, Senor Medrano, a celebrated Chilean ballet master who's married to a famous Ooh. flamenco dancer. Ooh. And she goes into like all these detail about his accent, like how yeah. he says her name and how she he says all of these things. Sometimes the author does use like she like writes in his accent. Mm-hmm. Oh. I personally hate when people do that. But anyways, yep. I guess it just adds yeah. to the effect of this mysterious. Senor Medrano, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she's a little upset about this situation because, yeah, she was good enough to get a scholarship, but she wasn't good enough to get some kind of situation that involved free room and board because she sees her dad, like, le- leaving a check with um her host family uh-huh. for, like, letting her stay there. And then my next note is girl needs to go to horny jail because they have a son who's about a year younger than her. Uh-huh. And she panics when she sees him because she's just like, male, male species. I don't know what to do. Like she, they really just want you to know this girl is going through puberty. She feels sexual attraction to guys, but doesn't know what to do. Oh my God. It's really uncomfortable to read as an adult. Truly. Poor Julio. He just wants to play his guitar. Oh my God. Yeah. The son's name is Julio he's a guitar player and that's kind of like what his parents are pushing him for his kind of artistic endeavor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's a quote from the book. So every boy she sees, quote, sends a curious thrill of terror down her spine. Gross. Really (laughs) gross. So she's a nervous wreck, kind of already regretting everything and she feels like her parents are just abandoning her and they don't want her. So they're like, yeah, let's send her to Jersey. (laughs) Get out of (laughs) here. And then (laughs) she goes to her first day of classes and she describes the dance moms that are there watching. Yes. <laughs> she has like a brief description of them, like sitting above to watch in the like observation area, whatever. And it's like has nothing to do with the plot, but it just was a perfect description of dance moms just sitting there talking and watching. Love that. And she has a peanut butter and chicken sandwich for lunch. <laughs> just want to point that out. Peanut butter. Wait, pe- did you say peanut butter and chicken? Yeah, she's like uh, the her. The, I forget if it was actually because the wife's not back yet, so it was Senor. <laughs> He put an extra piece of chicken they had on her peanut butter sandwich. Gross. I'm horrified. And we immediately find out that she does not fit in with these Jersey girls because she's a small town Vermonter. She's the only one from out of town? She was the only... Well, they reference... Like, at one point, they're like, oh, she's one of, you know, their scholarship girls, but she doesn't mention any other one there at the moment. So it sounds like she's the only person there that's not born and raised at the studio. Okay. Yeah. That feels weird, but... Mm-hmm. So some of the uh, other dancers include Lizette, who is, like, their prima donna, best girl, everyone's striving to beat her. And then there's Simone, the nice girl who likes Julio. They have a little, they have a little side romance. Ooh. And then there's Bonnie, and her whole plot is an eating disorder. 
Oh, okay. Expected. Yeah, it's a have book a dance about book dance. Yeah, disorder. I was gonna say if I had to guess one storyline to be included in a a book about dance, it would be an eating disorder plotline. Every single mm-hmm. one. Every yeah. single one. And uh, this is a quote. She says, "The mirror tells me I still look like a hick." <laughs> You're a hit. This girl is not. This girl is not prepared to leave Vermont. I really don't know why anyone let her. So she. So most girls her age are in E class, which is like the highest class level there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they send her to C class just to improve technique because they're like, oh, like, oh, like, you know, yeah, you were good enough to be here, but you're still from some small town dance studio in a woman's basement, and this is the Jersey Ballet. So she's really upset because she's two levels down from where she should be for her age. Mm -hmm. But they're like, don't worry, like, you can quickly move up the ranks, like, once we see that you get certain technique things down. And so she's having a horrible time not making any friends, socializing with anyone, and she doesn't even call home. Like, she is in a, like, a funk immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. She this is this this is a bad decision from the beginning. <laughs> she's here. And then she's also not having a good time at her local prep school full of wealthy New Jerseyans. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And Julio tries to be nice and befriend her, and she's just such a wreck that she's like not letting it happen. And I feel really bad for Julio. He's trying to be a really nice guy. He is. Julio Julio's he, best boy. He sounds like he deserves better. He's this book's Oliver. Honestly, though. <laughs> from Blue Blood. <laughs> I had to remember. <laughs> all the names from all blend these together. books just blend together. And finally, things start looking up like a few weeks in when she gets praised once by Evgeny. Oh, once. Yes. Literally the best feeling. <laughs> Not being ignored. I, I love getting complimented by a scary Russian. As someone who had a, a scary Russian fencing coach... <laughs> The highest compliment. Yeah, that sounds right. I've yeah. never, never had a scary Russian in my life. Gabby, did you ever have a scary Russian instructor? No, I had a scary Australian. Oh my god. <laughs> Different accent, oh but same terror. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I did have a scary volleyball coach, but he was from America. Uh, so now we're finally getting to this awful romance. Ooh. So Sarah goes to ask Senor when they'll be heading home for the day. And he's talking to Fernando in Remington, uh, two of the older students. Remington's uh, an apprentice. So just just to take from that, they're much older than Sarah. Mm-hmm. You know, you find out that Remington's 22. Mm. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And so they just describe Remington's like seeing her and giving her this like slow, curious grin and red flags should be going off everyone. Beep, uh, and then we just get a long detailed description about specific dance moves like the fondue develop. <laughs> Gabby! Hate that. It is <laughs> I don't know what it worst. is, but I just saw the word fondue and I... <laughs> Um, yeah, fondue is my favorite ballet term. You bend, and then develop it. It means you have to extend your leg out and, like, hold it. And oh. 90 degrees is never enough. So they always oh, come no. by and push oh. your leg up high, and your about. quads are shaking. Ooh. My quads are shaking just at the description. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so a fun time. now we cut to her actual education, and she talks about how they're reading great expectations in her English class. Not much is happening. She's still not having a great time. She's like, life sucks. Yeah. And then October rolls around, and she finally gets to move to uh, the D level class. Ooh, yeah. Life on the D list. <laughs> and she's so happy, and she's like smiling at everyone. So mm-hmm. she smiles at Rem, and I'm like, no, don't acknowledge that man, please. Oh, he goes by Rem. 
Yeah, so all the friends, like everyone in the studio calls him Rem. Sarah likes Remington better, but uh, everyone calls him Rem. Okay. Not Remy, the the choreographer. (laughs) Uh, But is he a rat? Um, debatable. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you find out that Rem is dating the company's physical therapist, who's named Jane, who's probably older than Rem, Sarah established, because she's like, well, she's working as a physical therapist. She must be older then. Mm Mm-hmm. So Sarah decides to start trying this flirting thing out with boys her own age. Oh, that's a good good decision. Yeah, and then we find out that she has I mean, this is this is my takeaway from it, but she has a definite hand kink. <laughs> <laughs> I have evidence. <gasps> now that you said evidence. it. Now that you said it, it's all clear. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> because does. Because when she finally like starts this flirting world and she's noticing Ram, what she notices about him are his hands and how she thinks that his hands are so wide and she wants them to like wrap around her. She talks about her ha- talks about his hands a lot. And so I, hmm. that's her kink. Yeah, especially I when mean, they're partnering. You know, <laughs> no judgment there, but he's 22. Find some younger hands. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's one thing for, like, her to, like, crush on him, but the fact that he gave her that smile earlier on. Oh, the very predatory grin? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. the one. And she says that, oh, yeah, this is another proof about her kink. She specifically says his hands make her forget how to stand in first position, which she's known since kindergarten. How do you... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's how turned on these hands make her. She's like, fuck, I can't even just stand. First position is, like, so basic. That's how turned on she is by these hands. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And we also That's find out... good. <laughs> we also makes this relationship a little worse, but we'll get into the logistics of it, is that Sarah hasn't told anyone that she's a high schooler because she's embarrassed about not being in the E-level with the other high schoolers. So she's hoping people kind of assume she's a middle schooler despite the fact she's 16. That's going to be a tough one. (laughs) Yeah, which is why I... Because on the one hand, she's saying this, so some people might be like, wow, Rem thought he was hitting on a middle schooler. But in my mind, I'm like, she's an unreliable narrator. No one was buying this bullshit. No one thought you were a middle schooler. Yeah. And especially since I assume they know that if you're one of the scholarship recipients, like they probably aren't giving those out to middle schoolers right now. Because it seemed like it was an audition for like girls her age. And oh yeah, so then Sarah starts having these bad shin splints, which will haunt her for this entire book. But she doesn't really want to go to see Jane because Jane's dating Rem. I was going to say because she's jealous. Yes. So she's putting a smart her move for physical your well-being <laughs> in a physical intensive career behind, like, throwing it away because she doesn't want to talk to this girl who's dating a much older guy. Fucking hiding injuries is my least favorite trope in, like, all of fiction. It just infuriates me, especially when it's people who are in an environment that they should absolutely know better. Because if you talk to, like, actual athletes or listen to, like, real interviews, they'll be like, yeah, when you have an injury, you don't just power through with your injury or hide it because it makes it a million times worse. Also, yes. it's so hard to hide. Like, yeah. everyone can tell that you're in pain. It makes even, me like, so calls angry. Her out. And everybody can tell in this book. Like, that's a yeah. whole thing. 
And nobody does anything? Well, they well they can't drag her there, but they're all like, you need to get this scene. Yeah. No instructor is like, hey, you can't dance because you're injured. It doesn't get to that point. Oh, so the instructors don't realize? Just everyone else? No, no, no. It doesn't get to the point where, like, she can't dance. It's a, But it's at the point where it's a problem. Oh. That makes sense. Like, cool. she can still dance. She's in pain in dancing, which, like, Gabby can attest. I think that's a lot of dancers. Yeah. <laughs> Dance through the pain. Sometimes you just kind of get on with it honestly in my experience like unless you go and tell your teacher that you have an injury they won't say anything unless it's something where you're like literally limping across the floor they don't say anything oh and if you do have an injury and they notice that you're injured and you don't tell them they get mad at you for not telling them and then they make you sit out but only if they know my experience in sports is like if because i knew a girl who basically had like a rotator cuff injury <gasps> and she would just like pretend like like she didn't have it and then when the coach found out he fucking flipped out he was so yeah. mad this was the scary coach oh that makes sense then he went to anger management <laughs> oh you told me about this coach before yeah he's better now good for him yeah well so jane does notice the injury because you know that's her profession <laughs> yeah so she, and she's cause she can tell that this girl's yeah. having some pain like it's just beginning now yeah but she's like oh like feel free to make an appointment with me like mm-hmm. i'm here to help all of you but sarah had just that day seen rem kiss jane so she was like mm. I don't, I don't know if I want to go to see Jane. She's like, how old is Jane? Like, she's obviously older than him. Like, why is she dating him? <laughs> and also, she's like, I wonder if Rem is a is a boob guy because oh Jane has big God. boobs. She's I obsessed know. with Jane's boobs. <laughs> So it's like, oh my god, yeah. she's so got bonkers. So Sarah outwardly lies about not being in pain. She's like, I'm not going to this big boob physical therapist who's dating this guy I like. Um, <laughs> so now that she's moved up a level, she's in partnering classes and she gets partnered with Fernando, who is Ooh. a great dancer, not as cute as Rem. But he's very proper and doesn't try to feel her up when they dance. So good for Fernando. For doing the bare minimum. Thank you, Fernando, for <laughs> for being a decent guy. How dare yeah. he not feel her up? My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and she makes it seem like it's kind of a bad thing. She's like, I bet, you know, Rem's big hands around me. I hate it. I don't like that at all. I mean, I will say, as a girl who's had a crush on someone who's partnering her in ballet, you do focus on the feel of their hands on you and, like, having to hold their hands, like, do turns. Like, if they have to turn you and their hands are on Mm -hmm. your waist, that's all you can think about. We'll say that. However, (laughs) I don't think that I personally have a hand kink, but, you know, only God can judge her now (laughs) on her kink. (laughs) Do you, have you ever obsessively thought about somebody's hands? I won't lie. Like she hasn't even danced with Rem yet. But... She's just thinking about his hands. But I can't say that's my focus 24 <laughs> Yeah. Well, so Sarah's waiting to go home after class, and she sees Jane and Rem having a little bit of an argument. And Jane realizes that Sarah watched the whole thing, and she, like, turns to her and goes, sometimes Rem can be like a sprain. Wow. Mm-hmm. Poetic. And then Jane's uh, once again like, please make an appointment with me for your shins. <laughs> hey, so that injury you still have? Yep. And Sarah starts befriending Bonnie now, who's like also around her age. Bonnie doesn't think she's a middle schooler. You're not lying to anyone. Like, no one's buying your lies, Sarah. <laughs> and you find out that Bonnie has 10 older siblings, some of whom are decades older than her, and she barely knows their names. Oh. 
that doesn't come up again, but I'm just like <laughs> trying to picture having a sibling who's like 20 years older than me. And I'm like, Jim, Tim, Tom. I, okay. Well, now the boring like beginning is over because we've hit nutcracker season which what i've learned from my various dance friends throughout the ages is the chaos of nutcracker season listen i was in the nutcracker twice i was an angel and then i was a mouse cute honestly the mouse is really fun because you get to be in the giant mouse costume Nice. So they're going to hold auditions for the Nutcracker, but they're also holding auditions for this tour they do around the Eastern Seaboard, performing at schools and doing these kind of like demonstrations and lectures for kids. So she has another dance crisis about whether she's actually good and why she isn't a prodigy. And she's kind of wondering, like, what's going to happen in the future? Like, this is where I am now with my dance. Like, what am I going to do? Mm hmm. But don't worry, because then she gets partnered with Rem, and she feels things when he touches her, and she has fantasies about him. (laughs) (laughs) I wish people could have seen your your arm gestures. Because I use those, um, the squiggle dash. The squiggle dash! (laughs) What is it called? I don't know. Does it have a term? I use the squiggle dash for these things, and I did squiggle dash, fantasy squiggle dash. They're like the little the little thingy that goes over the end. It's right under the it's right under the escape key next to the one. Oh, the tilde? Yeah, the tilde. Yeah. That's what that's called? Yeah. yeah. That's what the squiggle dash is called? Yeah. yeah. It's like an actual it's an actual punctuation mark. Squiggle dash, yeah. I mean if it wasn't a real punctuation <laughs> thing, it wouldn't be on this keyboard. We have to call the authorities, it has to be called squiggle dash from now on. <laughs> tilde, don't know her. Anyway. <laughs> so Going back to this book, her parents, so we get more details about how, like, cautious her parents are and safe about everything. So it's really no wonder that Sarah's this wreck of a person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then she was having problems with point. So Bonnie modifies her point shoes for her. I didn't really understand what was going on. All I know is she took her shoes, cut something, and was like, don't worry, it's going to make it better. So Gabby, do you know what they're talking about? Yeah. She broke the shank off, which is like gonna, the part that holds. You're gonna have to paint us a word picture. Again. Yeah, yeah. I'm bringing my point shoes to show you. Ooh. Ooh, demonstration. So I'm gonna paint a picture. Gabby is holding point shoes. I have them in the back of my closet. That says a lot about <laughs> what I think about my point shoes. She broke this part off, which is like the shank. It's like a really hard part that keeps your foot in. Oh. Um, and if you don't have a high, beautiful banana foot arch, which is like what you want in the world it kind of fakes it because it makes this a lot more flexible and so it lets your foot pop out a little more and Mm -hmm. it makes you get over your box which is like also something that's really important because you don't want to just be like hanging off because then you look like an amateur but yeah and then it just depends on like the hardness of the shoe and the shank if you have a really high arch you get a really hard shank etc etc the more you know i did watch um i think it was an allure video uh, about a New York City ballerina <laughs> walking you through how to do a pair of point shoes just for fun like a couple weeks ago. Point shoes and well, point in general just horrifies me from having a roommate in college who was a dancer. Anyway, where were we? Point shoes. Okay, so after this class, Rem invites her out to pizza with a few other dancers. Jane is out of town. None of the other girls can make it, so it ends up being Rem... His two friends, Paul and Don, 
and Sarah. This is a safe situation. Yeah. So they're at this pizza joint. Rem's having some beers. Uh, the two other, uh, Paul and Don get up to either get the check or something. I don't know. They just leave the table for something. And Rem makes a move on a teenager. Ooh, didn't see that coming. <laughs> so it starts with him putting his hand on her knee and then he kisses her. He's 22. She's 16. He's also in a relationship. He's just to add. Yeah. Well, so that's that follows up in his next part because Don and Paul are walking back and mm-hmm. see that happen. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's like, oh, they were definitely unhappy. Like, clearly they were thinking about Jane. I was like, no, because they know he's 22 and you're a teenager. Like, they're not thinking shit. He's cheating on his girlfriend. They're thinking... He's making a move on a child. Just making out in a pizza place. Real classy. Her first kiss. A booth in a pizza place. And at least Don ends up being the realest person in this book. Because he is very perturbed by what he just witnessed. So on the car ride back, he's like, hey, Sarah, how about you sit shotgun so you can easily show Paul like where your house is. And I'll sit in the back with Rem. Mm -hmm. Like that is what you're supposed to do. Keep the predator away from the prey. Like, Don is really unhappy. I wish he punched Rem. If that happened, it was off screen. But Don at least is like, I need to keep Sarah away from Rem. Mm-hmm. So, go Don. He's a real one. <laughs> he really is. And then, you know, she's like, is this what a first kiss is supposed to be like? There's disapproving eyes, curious guilt, a lonely walk to the door. Because, like, Don, makes sure, Don and Paul make sure, like, Rem doesn't like get out of the car when they get to her house they're like all right sarah we'll see you at the dance studio yeah (laughs) and of course sarah's not thinking like oh man this 22 year old make a move on me she's like oh this guy with big hands gross and then she's at school like the next day and one of her classmates is like hey do you know if your friend has a date to our upcoming school dance and then Sarah realizes afterwards, she's like, oh, I think he was actually trying to ask me to the dance, which I don't understand. I don't think, I don't think he was, Sarah. I think he was trying to find out if you're, if you're, because Sarah's like, I'm not really friends with that girl too close. I'm like, no, he probably wanted to go with your classmate and not you. I don't think this was some roundabout way of him asking you by saying, hey, does your friend have a date? I mean. <laughs> because then, like, later that day, you find out that he did ask the other the other girl and Sarah's like, "Oh, it's because I didn't ask him in that moment." This girl, this girl has a little disillusioned. I think she has pick me energy. She does. So the the cast lists are up, which Ooh. as a techie, cast lists were my favorite thing because it had no effect on me. I knew what I was doing for the show, and I would just I would just ridicule everyone, lie about when the cast lists were up, just rebel in the chaos. Yes. <laughs> When I was a stage manager, I like I bullshitted everyone about what was going on with the cast. It was amazing. <laughs> but uh no one does that here. And you find out that Sarah was given the part of Mama Bear in Goldilocks for their tour production. Mm-hmm. And she's a snowflake in the nutcracker. Ooh. Which she's disappointed because it means she won't be able to go home to Vermont for Christmas. And she's overall upset about this and just having a bad time. But don't worry, because who's Papa Bear? Rem. Oh, God. <laughs> Yup. And then she once again thinks that her parents don't love her because her mom hasn't come to visit. And she's like, I know my mom's really busy with work and stuff, but I think she's just enjoying not having me home. Hmm. 
I gotta say, it was a pretty accurate depiction of anxiety. <laughs> I was reading it, and I was just like, yeah, I feel like this sometimes. This is my thought process. <laughs> like, her, she has a pretty good depiction of anxiety. I have issues with this book, but there's some parts where I'm like, that's, that's how these things work, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she starts spending time with Rem during breaks in the Goldilocks rehearsals. Like, just hanging out at this point, you mm-hmm. know? So Thanksgiving rolls around, and there's this weird scene where Sarah's talking about how she's naturally thin, too lonely, and too bored to try fasting like the other girls. It's just like, it, it was a very uncomfortable thing to read. Where she's just like, yeah, like, because I'm naturally thin, I'm just already too thin. lonely, <laughs> yeah, and too is, bored. What does too lonely have to do with it? it I don't know. Or boredom. Yeah, but then she also skips meals. So skips meals. And then she's also like, I'm too upset to eat sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, are you okay? It makes no sense. Mm-mm. But uh, anyway, for Thanksgiving, Sarah takes a really quick trip home to Vermont. Her dad drives from Vermont to Jersey to drive her home. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she's not taking Amtrak. It's cheap and quicker. The train does go to Vermont. There's an Ethan Allen line. Maybe her parents just don't want her to travel by herself. Probably because they're very safe and cautious. Yeah. But it's a whole thing because her mom's always just like, I don't want your dad driving at night. We got to be careful about the road. It's her parents. Ugh. Yeah, they're probably just overprotective. Uh, but then again, Sarah's upset about Rem because Rem went to Jane's for Thanksgiving. Yeah, like his girlfriend. He went to see his <laughs> girlfriend's family. Wow. Just any person... In any story who's just like, oh, so-and-so is hanging out with the person that they're in a committed relationship with. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and then Sarah dreams of being a famous dancer and having Rem confess that he was only staying with Jane back then because Sarah was too young. So here's where she acknowledges that there's an age gap. Mm-hmm. She's acknowledging it. But she doesn't care. No. But she also says that in these fantasies of being a famous dancer, she's never actually dancing. So she has, like, the clout, but not the actual work. Yeah. She, this whole book is just the reader being like, she should not have come to this dance thing. Hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, things look up for Jane. Not Jane. Sorry. Things look down for Jane. (laughs) Things look up for Sarah because Jane comes back from Thanksgiving and she's all upset and talking to her friends that at Thanksgiving, Ren told her that there's another girl. (gasps) Like, you don't get context like another girl he's interested in, another girl he's seeing. There's just another another girl. girl. There's just another girl exists in this world. Sarah's like, oh, gee whiz, is it me? (laughs) Like I said, pick me energy. <laughs> so then she's all like excited for rehearsals because she's like, I might have a chance with Rem. And she thinks that she and Rem are similar because she's talking about how he is somewhere in between a student and a teacher with the fact that he's an apprentice and does a lot of the choreography. And she feels like she is in an in-between space as well. So they're both in-betweeners. If you've seen that. British show. I've not. I have not. I don't think many people have. It's there's it it a time. Anyway, so the fall tour takes off, and you find out that the tour ends with a three day trip to schools in North Jersey. So maybe more is Catholic. Maybe. <laughs> and uh, then they also get to do a dance class in New York City to to end it. And then you see a nice little cute romance brewing between Julio and Simone. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. They're cute. I ship it. Age appropriate and cute. Yeah. 
It's so nice. And then uh, at one of the performances on tour, Sarah's changing between numbers and Rem like walks in and sees her topless. <gasps> so he's seen her boobs. Ugh, electric chair like right now. Gross. And then they're on the bus together heading to the motel after the show mm-hmm. and he kisses her again. Mm-hmm. And they and it's implied that there's a little touchy feely kissy stuff happening on the whole bus ride back. Gross. <laughs> And then the next day, though, uh, Rem isn't traveling back with the group because he has somewhere to be. And mm-hmm. Sarah's like all depressed that Rem's not there with her. So she's already dependent on this man. Yeah. Mm. This 22 year old man who's pursuing a relationship with a 16 year old. I don't care if it's legal. It's, it's not OK. It's so no, gross. it's I'm already on edge from last week's. <laughs> 35, 17 year old. 20 year age gap relationship. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. We'll, we'll get out of this in future books. Yeah, don't worry. Next week, there's no age gap. It's really refreshing. <laughs> yeah. So then the next day at the studio, um, Rem is like late getting there or he's like not there or whatever and she she's like all upset because she misses Rem and she's like I want to be around him all the time Mm -hmm. and she notices that Jane doesn't seem sad when Rem's not around and like she's independent she's over him oh my god oh she's like secure imagine that (laughs) Uh uh-huh And she's like, it it doesn't seem like she's missing a piece of herself because he's not here. Because Sarah's implying she's missing a piece of herself. This guy, she's barely known. Yeah, that's called being secure in your own self. Mm. (laughs) Yes. So while she's stressing out about Rem, she gets her PSAT scores and she did extremely well. But she also doesn't want to try to, she doesn't want to ruin the friendships she's sort of building at school. Even though she always talks about how she's not really making friendships, but she doesn't want to step on anyone's toes. So she like Mm. downplays her grades because, you know, she can't be the shining star and things. <laughs> not her true friend. PSAT scores are not that important. <laughs> no. I nobody, I could not think of anybody who would be like, oh, you did better than me on the PSAT. No one cares about it. <laughs> Wasn't there, like, the whole National Merit Scholarship thing? Yeah, like, National Merit Scholarships, which comes up in this book, but still, no one really still cares. Still nothing to, like, destroy a friendship over. <laughs> that isn't even really a friend. You just, so you're just getting, she's really insecure yeah. and anxious. Yeah, basically. Uh, Should not have been allowed to leave Vermont. Yeah, she she reeks of insecurity, which is very typical for a 16-year-old. Not saying it's not, but I just, I hope her life gets better after this. It doesn't. Oh, no. <laughs> so, after dance class that day, she's hanging out with Rem, and they dance together, so they're touching each other because, you know, it's that kind of dance. Mm-hmm. It's not like six feet apart, Renee dancing. Not line dancing. <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing the Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, that's too bad. Yep. Uh, and then a couple of the girls, like, around Sarah's age, ask her to go to the movies with them. And she's like, yeah, sure. I like y'all. I want to be friends with you. And Rem offers to drive Sarah, even though the other girl's dad could fit her in the car. Hmm. And Sarah's like, okay. She's like, don't worry, girls. I have a ride. Rem has a motorcycle. Oh, my God. So he has her on the back of her motorcycle. And he's like, oh, do you mind if we stop somewhere before the movies? And she, like, doesn't really hear him because it's a motorcycle and they're wicked loud and there's wind. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, huh? And the next thing she knows, she's at a party with people Rem's age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just a random party, and he just lights a cigarette and hands it to her. Oh. And, and she's like, you shouldn't smoke, and hands her a lit cigarette. That's like the opposite of the Fall North Stars yeah. thing. It, it is. <laughs> it really is. 
It's explicitly not a metaphor. <laughs> no. So Rem disappears somewhere and Sarah's just walking around and she accidentally walks in on Don and Paul making out. Oh. They're a couple. They're a I'm, I'm stable couple. I'm so happy for them. <laughs> I am so happy for them. And Sarah sees that and she's like, oh, I want that. Oh I want to, I want someone to touch me and I want this intimacy. And then Rem's like, Oh, uh, ready for the movie. And she's like, yeah, we got to head over quickly. Cause it's like about to start. The girls are texting me. And he's like, no, 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 we're not going to the movie theater. He brings her like out back at this party. There's like an outdoor movie theater set up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we're going to stay here and watch a movie. So he's, I'm glad he's controlling her life. Practically abducted this girl. Yeah. She was like, can you give me a ride to the movies? He's like, you didn't say what movie. <laughs> Devil's in the detail. And people are smoking the marijuana. <gasps> Drugs. Oh my God, the devil's lettuce. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. Or jazz um, cabbage, if you're truly one of the fancy ones. <laughs> jazz cabbage is one of my favorites. So Rem and all these other people are smoking. Sarah doesn't take the joint, but mm. she gets high anyway because yeah. everyone's smoking around her. Oh, love a good contact high. Heck yeah. Yeah. Contact high. And then Rem's getting all touchy-touchy <laughs> and tells her she's beautiful. And then they make out. And she goes... Take me home. Take me home tonight. I don't want to let you go. I have to say my mind went to take me home country roads. (laughs) There are two kinds of people in this world. Duality of man. That's a remix I want to have. I went to One Direction. (laughs) There are three people in this world. (laughs) Three people in this world. Three people in this podcast. Three songs with prominent take me home. So after she says take me home, she's like, you know, I really didn't specify what home. Oh my God. Rem takes her to his home. (laughs) It's like, didn't specify which movie, didn't specify which home. Yes. You have to specify things with him. He takes things. Devil's in the details. Yes. And she's like, hey, earlier in the studio, you were kind of cold to me. And you really didn't like say hi or like smile at me. Like, what was that for? And he's like, well, Senor and Yevgeny were there. Like, what would they think about me? Oh, my God. Getting close to you. You're Yevgeny's precious scholarship kid, and you're so young. Um, but that doesn't stop him from in his apartment making the moves on her. They're, they're taking the clothes off. But Julio calls, because Julio is the saving grace of this book. Yeah. He deserves a piece. He's just like... My dad's wondering where you are. You gotta get home. Her guardian angel. Yeah. Uh, and my next note is Clara slash Marie in all caps. <laughs> because she talks about how in the Nutcracker, it always changes whether the girl's Clara or Marie. Mm-hmm. It's like, it just switches. And, and, and she's trying to make a point. She really isn't. <laughs> but it's also something that always confuses me. Because mm-hmm. the production they do at Lincoln Center is Marie, and I've only ever heard of as Clara before then. I, you know, the true canon is Barbie <laughs> Nutcracker, and she's Clara in that one, so. We got the source material. <laughs> the OG, the only one we recognize. <laughs> Tchaikovsky who? Exactly. <laughs> Barbie wrote the, Barbie wrote the Nutcracker. Barbie wrote the Nutcracker. <laughs> Created by starring Barbie. <laughs> Uh, so she kind of just glosses over Nutcracker season. She's not really thrilled it because she's just a stupid snowflake with the kids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like Ice Princess. <laughs> when she's out there with all the kids. 
Uh, classic. But then it's the after party. And if I know anything about performing arts kids, they love a good after party. Yeah. And Rem hits on her at the party and she goes back to his house and she has sex with him. Mm, saw that one coming from a mile away. And I just need to compare the poem about her losing her virginity with the first from White Houses by Vanessa Carlton <laughs> about losing her virginity. Mm-hmm. Because White Houses by Vanessa Carlton in this book are very similar in my mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Vanessa Carlton lyrics are, my first time, I'm not going to sing this one, sorry. No. Okay. Sorry. My first time, hard to explain, rush of blood and a little bit of pain on a cloudy day. It's more common than you think. He's my first mistake. And the poem uh, from, what's this book, Audition? Yes. <laughs> Is, afterwards, there's not much pain, but a surprising amount of blood. Deep. Hmm. Yeah. I'm a little concerned that she says there's a surprising amount of blood. Well, if she was expecting none, then any is a surprising amount. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's one thing. I guess, like, she didn't learn about sex in Vermont. <laughs> Apparently. Because I feel like... <laughs> Can't vouch for Vermont education. I feel like Bernie would make sure they had good health education. Yeah, and the curriculum can't say for mm-hmm. how it's getting applied in schools. That's fair. Uh, my next note was, this is illegal. But we found out today it's not illegal because the age of consent is 16. And Sarah, as much as she's lying to people... <laughs> trying. 16. Well, I just, she doesn't outright say I'm in middle school. She just doesn't say I'm 16. So she's like, everyone's assuming I'm in middle school. No one is. No, I hope Rem was not assuming you're a middle schooler because that would be illegal. Yeah, that'd be so illegal. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. So she and Rem fall into this pattern of just hooking up all the time. Mm -hmm. And she says sometimes she feels like she's just a distraction for him. Great. Amazing. Healthy relationship all around. Uh-huh. And then she goes that she's given up pieces of her body because of dance to diets, injuries, and REM. And she wonders if she's losing pieces of her soul. Mm. This girl should not be having sex with this guy. Not at on all. On many levels. This girl needs a therapist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Never should have left the apple orchard. She should orchard. not have left the apple orchard. No. New not Jersey... Really is not. <laughs> Jersey's not for everyone. She um had to find a classmate to drive her to the dance studio after school because taking the bus was too terrifying for her. She was like, the step up from the sidewalk to the bus is so high. You can't do it gracefully. There's all these weird people that take the bus every day. This girl's just riddled with anxiety and she needs a safe environment. <laughs> yep. Oh, and this is one of the many red flags about her and Rem's relationship. Mm-hmm. She describes herself as both the princess of everything and the palace slave when she's at his place. Hmm. No. Hmm. No. 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 Don't like that. <laughs> Don't like that. Yup. And guess who's catching on to what's happening? Oh, who would that be? Pretty much everyone. <laughs> but specifically, Jane. And what does this mid to late 20-year-old who is an employee of this ballet and should be stepping in and stopping this, what does she do? Nothing. She says, you should be more careful about Rem than you are about your shins. <sighs> So she calls her out for not only not taking care of her shins, but being like, you need to be more careful with this 22-year-old when you're a 16-year-old. Yeah. She would have done more than just call her out, though. Like, done something. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. I was like, if this were, like, a real thing that happened, like, yes, in this instance, 
it wouldn't have been reported at all. And then like nowadays it would come out and his career would be at least somewhat halted. Because there's that there was something similar at the um I think American Ballet Theater where I forget I forget if the guy was a dancer or a choreographer there, but he ended up becoming a choreographer for Broadway a couple years ago. And then like people were like pissed because a bunch of dancers came out and were like, this guy like was like, sexually assaulting like and harassing girls. While he was at the ballet. Yeah, I think um, that was the basis for an SVU episode that I watched back early quarantine. Probably. Because they had a whole thing with the New York City ballet where, like, some guy was recording him having sex with girls. You know, I think that might have been the actual thing that happened. Yeah. And then he was, like, putting them online. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, that was, I don't remember if it was the American Ballet or the New York City Ballet, but. But, Yeah, I mean, I feel like a physical therapist should be a mandatory reporter. Yeah, but that's what I thought too, but technically there's no crime happening because she's of the age of consent. It's, that's why I was like, because this whole time I was like, why isn't anybody reporting this? And then I looked up the age of consent and I was like, oh, technically, they're not breaking any laws. So I was like, I guess unless there's something in his apprentice, I don't know if he has a contract as an apprentice, Mm -hmm. but unless there's something that said he's not supposed to pursue anyone, like there's nothing to report. Mm -hmm. There should be. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. mm-hmm. so upsetting. It's just upsetting. I'm just like, this girl, my notes are this girl's a child. Report him, but I guess she yeah. can't. And Sarah just. Someone hmm? should tell her parents or something, you know, like call them up. Hello, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> Your child's having sex oh, no. with a 22 year old older man oh. who smokes, but actually, Sarah's dad also smokes, so. That so comes up later. Don't bother mentioning that. Don't mention the cigarette. <laughs> mention it to the mom. The mom hates the dad smoking. Okay, so don't call the... Just don't call the dad. Only call the mom. It'll resolve. <laughs> yes. So we just get a ton of description about how this is an extremely toxic relationship. Uh, and then she describes... She's like, what we're doing isn't sex or a relationship, but we're making a dance. And oh, she's his God. muse. That's so cool. Which corny. they actually... He does... In between having sex... He's, like, asking her to do different, like, he's basically choreographing something around her being in his bed. And he's always just like, wait, bend that way again. Hold that pose. And it's weird. Ooh, it makes mm-hmm. sense, but... It makes sense, but it's weird. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. <laughs> he's, he's a dancer and choreographer, so I guess I can't say I've ever slept with one. <laughs> yeah. Also a little using her, you know? Like, she's a child and... He's using her for choreography. Like, yes, she's his nose, but at what cost? It's kind of really gross. Yeah. Like, really gross. Mm -hmm. And he should be taken to jail. So then Sarah says that Rem is heading to New York City for a few days, and she's relieved. That's a red flag. It's a major red flag. That is a red flag. So then we get Sarah's school life. And this is, again, showing how detrimental her relationship with Rem is to her overall psychology. Because her English teacher was like, hey, can you see me after class? And it's because he thinks she's an incredible writer and is just like, you know, complimenting her writing and like asking if it's something she's interested in pursuing. And she says she feels better than she's ever had, like with dancing or with Rem. Things will get weird with this English class and her relationship with Rem. Spoiler. So then Sarah ends up getting sick and having to miss classes for a few days. And by the time she's back in the studio, so is Rem. And her parents show up. Just randomly? Her parents show up. Because they're excited about her PSAT scores because they make her a semifinalist for a National Merit Scholarship. Oh, for her. It's what she Yes. Deserves. And they want to talk to her about college. And she's like, wait, 
but dancing. <gasps> but dance. <laughs> but dance. It's a passion. And Rem is like, oh, actually, okay, so I don't think that, I think I wrote Sarah's parents come with the exciting news. I want, I guess actually they do physically show up. Never mind. Anyway, so then she leaves hanging out with her parents to go to Rem's because she's like, I can't believe my parents want me to be an academic instead of a dancer. She is aware, like, there are college programs for dance. She'll come to that realization. (laughs) Eventually. (laughs) And Rem... Rem is like, fuck your stage parents. Don't listen to them. Pursue the dance. The dance. (laughs) And then, okay, here we go. Her English teacher is still praising her writing and encouraging her to just write, pursue it, dream it. Love it. Manifest. Manifest it. it. (laughs) Don't write. Manifest. (laughs) I know a lot of people like that. (laughs) (laughs) And in this, like, one-to-one meeting... He, like, puts his hand on her shoulder, which is, like, a middle-to-old man thing to do. They don't have, even no matter what their intentions are, they don't understand personal space. That was actually, so, in middle school health class, we had, like, a lesson about, like, appropriate touching. Mm -hmm. And the shoulder touch was considered to be an appropriate touch. So, the teacher is doing it, like, with appropriate thoughts. He's not making the moves on Sarah. Mm -hmm. But Sarah, who has been getting basically most of her praise from Rem lately, Mm -hmm. associates praise with intimacy. Mm -hmm. And so, she's associating this interaction with the English teacher as basically her English teacher putting the moves on her. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor sweet child. Yeah. It's going to get worse. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was really concerned at this point. <laughs> I'm still concerned. So that, she's hanging out with Rem and he's like under all the stress from his choreography and he's trying to get positions at different dance studios and places. And he's still flirting with Jane. Sarah's saying he's still flirting with Jane, of course. (laughs) So she's pissed off at him and she ends up spending the weekend doing her own thing because she doesn't want to be with Rem. She's she's just like, I don't know, I just didn't feel like being with him. Maybe because he's a horrible 22-year-old who's still flirting with his ex-girlfriend. Do you think that might be why you don't want to be with him? Yeah, maybe you're just realizing he's just like a little bit toxic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she has this thought. Sex is a price to be paid. For company. For a second, I consider whether Professor O'Malley would trade it for kind words about my worth. So that's her English teacher, who she refers to as a professor. Okay. And so this is when she's like, oh, when I have sex with Rem, he says nice things to me. So that must apply across the board, which is something that happens to people who are in very toxic relationships. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. I just am so upset for her. This girl needs... She's so being much. groomed so much by Rem. She needs so much help. And yeah, this is just a horrible situation. Mm-hmm. And then Jane sees her on Monday. And what does Jane say to Sarah? Any guess, Mary? Uh, what? <laughs> I don't want to guess. She says that Sarah is torturing Rem with her teasing and how she disappeared all weekend. Rem wasn't able to choreograph anything because she wasn't around. That's such a mature response. So it's just a good thing for her, an adult, to say to a teenager. <laughs> Yeah. Who she already implied, at least to her directly, that she was in an unhealthy relationship and that she's like, oh, now you're the unhealthy one. This woman should be fired as a physical therapist. <laughs> oh, like, just shut it all down. Literally so irresponsible. Yep. And then Jane leaves and Sarah has this prime, just cliche, dramatic moment where she goes, Rem is torturing me. <laughs> Leave him! <laughs> 
And what's worse is there were a bunch of people to overhear what Jane said. And Jane didn't say Rem at all in the conversation, but everyone knows who she was talking about. So everyone's talking about Sarah and Rem now. Mm-hmm. Still, no one tries to intervene. No one, yeah, no one's like, hey, let's let's put a stop to this. <laughs> no, it's just a little gossip going around. Gabby, did you ever have this much drama in your dance studio? <laughs> Not really. I, I mean, there cool. definitely wasn't any grooming situations. So, uh... That's we got good. that going for us. That's very good. Uh, but really, the most drama was just like people being really two faced and talking behind each other's backs. Always, it's always like a crime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't really have that many boys, and of the boys that we had, no, not many were straight. Um, so there wasn't anyone like Remington. <laughs> yeah, <gasps> Remington, not Remington, Remy the pedophile. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. There wasn't really any, like, you know, dating dramas or boyfriend dramas within the dance department. It was mostly all just, like, outside. And even then, no one really cared enough to bring it up. Yeah. So, I feel like there's never a nice, straight male dancer in fiction. (laughs) They're always the antagonist, which, like, sure, like, straight men suck, but... <laughs> it's, there's never a nice one. Yeah. The dancers are either the guys are either gay or horrible. <laughs> yeah, like enormous douchebag. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that an adequate representation? <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> like that's all they are. Some of them are rude, but uh, honestly, most of them just have girlfriends. Love and it. It's unfortunate, but that's life, I guess. So, so many people overheard what Jane said to Sarah, or they heard it through the grapevine, and Bonnie says that Sarah should have slapped Jane. So that's Bonnie's reaction. Bonnie's a real And one. Rem is acting like nothing is going on. And Sarah says that she doesn't want to tell Rem about her writing and her success in school because she's worried he'll be jealous that she also is creating things. Oh, red flag. Toxic relationship. All around. Yeah, that's that's a hallmark. Uh, and so Sarah's not doing great. So Sarah's not doing great with the stress of literally everything in her life. Yeah. That's the theme of this book. Yeah. And then what does she find out? Rem is choreographing a dance between Lizette and Fernando that's based on their sex life and all the dancing poses he has her do. Okay. So Sarah decides she should put more effort into dance than college because Rem wants her to dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she gets her report card and she's doing great in English, okay in history, and absolutely horrible in math. And so her parents and the school counselor, advisor, whatever, are kind of confused about how she's suddenly not having these amazing grades and everything. And their her parents are upset at her. I mean, honestly, relatable, though. I also this <laughs> had really, really bad grades in math, yeah. but everything else was fine. Just math and I. <laughs> Maybe it's a dancing thing. I don't know. Maybe we can only count eight or something. So, sorry, this book also has one of those narratives that just, it just jumps around. So, because of the, po- the bad poem format, it just jumps around. So, what happens next is she and Rem are barely speaking, but they make dances that he can give away. So they're like, they ba- they barely talk to each other. They're just like hooking up. And a new school semester starts and Goldilocks is touring again. Their sex continues. And Sarah doesn't really feel like being with Rem, but she wonders if habits are as hard to break as routines are to begin. Which I think, yes. Yeah. That's a valid point. Mm-hmm. Breaking a habit is definitely as hard as starting a new routine. 
Yeah, I mean, it's basically like starting a new routine of not doing that other thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Don't like habits take what two weeks of constant doing it to start it. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. hard to get out of for sure. Yeah, but it takes a long time for her to do anything about these realizations. Well, it's progress. It's progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she still hasn't seen Jane about her injury. It's still <laughs> bothering her. That's good. Yeah, why would yep. she? <laughs> and then she gets a letter from her mom. And her mom's just like, and she's like, this is weird. My mom's not the one to like write a lengthy letter. Mm-hmm. And her mom's just like, I miss you so much. And I'm not sure if we really should have pushed you into this dance path. No. And Sarah's like, you're telling me this now. <laughs> mom's a little too late. <laughs> too late to apologize. <laughs> and so Sarah's feeling lonely and self-conscious and she just wants Rem's attention to validate herself. That's mm-hmm. the only form of validation she can get at this point. Mm-hmm. Because she's not the best dancer. She's not sure if she wants to be dancing. Mm-hmm. But she also doesn't know what else to do. She's like, in bed I can get validation. <sighs> That's not good. <laughs> she's 16. He's 22. Gross. This is the first person she's ever kissed. Ever had sex with. A lot of her first. Yeah, this girl, she needs a therapist. She needs an intervention. (laughs) She just needs people who care about her, genuinely. She's on the track to become, like, Natalie Portman in the Black Swan. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, that's her mental... (laughs) Like, her mental trajectory right now is going to send her on that kind of break. Yeah, she's not. She's not doing well. Next is a cuticle thing where she pulls it all the way down. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, we know. I hate that scene. Oh, so after dance one day, uh, Rem is talking to Jane and Sarah's waiting to like see if he wants to hang out. And he's like, oh, like, can you just wait for me to finish up? And so he just asks her to wait around while he talks to his ex. And Bonnie and Simone see this and they throw so much shade. There's like, girl, don't do this. We're going to like the corner store or whatever to like get snacks. Come with us. And Sarah thinks about it for a second and she's like having her whole crisis and she ultimately decides to, she's like no like I can't go with you and they're like girl why yeah he's not worth it they're real so like Bonnie and Simone aren't doing anything to intervene and I guess I mean they're also like 15 16 years old but they're at least trying to tell her like hey this is not worth your time. This is not good. Mm-hmm. And she's just not listening to them. Mm-hmm. And Rem is just like, don't worry. It's not what you think. And totally gaslighting her about this whole Jane thing. Mm. He is such a gaslighter. Truly. Yeah. And this book came out in 2011 before everyone really knew what gaslighting was and wasn't such like a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least a good news is Sarah's finally moving up to the E class. Yay. She's there. And she celebrates with Rem. Of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Who else? And she she starts thinking about her parents' relationship and how her mom hates her dad for smoking. And he's she's always just like, you need to stop. You need to quit. And uh, she's like furious and essentially like being like, I don't want to be with you if you're going to keep smoking. But no matter how much he struggles and like doesn't quit, she doesn't leave him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's symbol- like Sarah's thinking about that and obviously reflecting it on the fact that no matter how horrible Red is, she seems to not be able to leave him. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, then Rem's like, hey, do you want to go to that pizza place? And then takes her to a different restaurant. Like, once again, just doesn't do what she like, is like, let's do this one thing. And then just suddenly shows up somewhere else with her. Mm, guys, it's only ga- okay to gaslight your cat. <laughs> <laughs> Only the cat. Yeah, we gaslight our cat a lot. <laughs> Not other people. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, why did Ren- Rem do this? It's because he wants to celebrate himself. Of course. <laughs> because he's been invited to the Blue Mountain Dance Festival mm-hmm. as a choreographer in residence. How fancy. Pretty exciting when you're 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know many 22-year-olds that were getting choreographer in residence positions. Yeah, no. Probably not. <laughs> Is this like a new dance festival or something? (laughs) Where is the Blue Mountain? (laughs) Yeah, which (laughs) which Blue Mountain? It's not Vermont. Vermont's the Green Mountain. Is it the Poconos? You must. I don't know. I must be Jersey. (laughs) We need to stay on the. We need to stay here for the Jersey knowledge for the geography. (laughs) Blue Mountain dance. Um, that's a Blue Mountain Ski Resort in Pennsylvania. Must be that. Pennsylvania's New Jersey. Mm. Which mountain is known as Blue Mountain? Oh, I can't pronounce this name. <laughs> Try it. Puangpui. It's in India. Oh, I don't think that's it. <laughs> what? What? Definitely not it. There's also one in, um, Toronto. Oh. Probably not. I, I assume it's Pennsylvania, Jersey area. Blue Mountain Ski, yeah. Well, there's also Blue Mountain Ski Resort in Ontario, just northwest of Collingwood. Um, The Blue Mountain Nepean Dance oh. Festival is in Australia. Well, then there's... <laughs> <laughs> There's Blue Mountain, Blue Mountain, New Jersey, a prominence of Kittatinny Mountain. Okay. Oh. I just like that there is actually a Blue Mountains Dance Festival. <laughs> and is it Blue Australia? Mountain or Blue Mountain? It's Blue Mountains Nepean Dance Festival mm-hmm. in Australia. Oh. Anyway, um, back to the book. It's college day. Hey, like college fair. Yes. I forgot mm-hmm. the word fair in there. <laughs> it's college fair day. And there's like this nice little comment about how different it is than in Vermont. Because there's like all, basically any school you can think of is having like a huge to do at this school festival or fair whatever the mm-hmm. fuck's going on <laughs> but in Vermont it's just someone there being like please don't milk cows for the rest of your life come to UVM <laughs> or UMass oh which I God. think is what small town Vermont must be like yeah <laughs> Like, she's literally just like, they're just trying to convince you to go to UVM or some other New England state school. Probably UMaine. Well, well UMass is still too exciting for Vermont people. Yeah, UMaine, it's still, you know, in the middle of nowhere, but yeah. like, at least you're in a different state. Exactly. And then Sarah is uh, a little interested in Swarth- Swarth- Swarthmore. Oh, I know someone who yeah. went to that school and I still can't say it. Swarthmore. 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 Yeah, I know one person who went there. But um, they have a dance program, so mm-hmm. she's excited about that. Oh, so she's learning that she can do both. Oh, my yes. goodness. Well, her, main, her, her main pushback is the academics. She's like, no, I'm pursuing dance. Nothing academic. At all. Pretty much. Oh, my Okay. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then her best friend, Bess, from Vermont, calls and is like, I got that tattoo. When you getting yours? Oh, oh shit. Oh and Sarah has this melodramatic moment mm-hmm. where she's thinking that the intensity of dance and the intensity of REM have left a mark more permanent than any tattoo could ever. Yeah, it's called trauma. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is. I feel like that should be our first word. It's just, it's called trauma. It's called trauma. Because that's been the unifying theme. Uh, Pretty much every book that we've read so far. That's so accurate. It's called trauma. Yeah. So we're in summertime now. And they're doing a production of Coppelia. Coppelia! 
<laughs> Which she just describes as another weird story about a doll coming to life. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Gabby, are you familiar with Copelio? Yes, Copelio. I am. It truly is about. <laughs> what a doll is it about? Coming. It's about a doll coming to life and like the dancers are all doll-like. I actually had to do um, a bit of the Spanish portion for a summer intensive once. It was cute with fans and stuff. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, but since it was on point, wow. like, it definitely wiped out at least once or twice. <laughs> oh, amazing. So, because of this busy rehearsal schedule, she doesn't have time for afternoon trysts with Rem. <gasps> they used to have time in the afternoon to do a quick little, they have like a little quickie at his place between well, rehearsal times and whatnot. And then sometimes after rehearsal, she'd go to his place mm-hmm. and then just show up to her host family very late at night uh. and then be like, all right, this is sus. But, you know, she's just like, I'm not their daughter. So yeah. there's a certain amount they don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to remember how to say that one expression. I think it's romp in the sack, but I couldn't. So my mind said smack in the sack. <laughs> oh, my God. Smack that in the sack. Smack in the sack. <laughs> Thanks. Uh. I love your your, your malapropisms. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So Sarah's just thinking about how she's sick of helping Rem make dances during their tryst to just then see Lisette get to perform these dances. Mm that are like originating from her spending time in bed with Rem. Mm-hmm. But she also can't stop seeing him. Yeah. Because it's a toxic relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Easter rolls around. She's extremely homesick. This girl all around is never having a good time. Like, yeah. If she has a good time, it lasts for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Yevgeny's just like, hey, you really should see Jane about your shins. So Scary Russian is saying, go to the PT. And Sarah still won't do it because of the whole Jane Rem thing. So dumb. If a Scary Russian tells me to do something, I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I get her. Oh, sometimes you don't want to say anything about uh-huh. your injuries. But if a teacher notices it and, oh like, calls it out, yeah. then you should definitely go see the physical therapist no matter how complicated it may be to go see yeah. her you know like, which again as somebody who's often anxious there uh, i un- i understand this to an extent of like refusing like your anxiety is like making you refuse to do something yeah. um, but this is a serious injury that could happen it is happening Shit's painful. Yeah, it seems like those are two anxious things of, like, she doesn't want to, like, talk to the, the physical therapist, but then the other anxious part is, like, her scary teacher is telling her to go, and yeah. also her injury could develop into something more serious. Mm-hmm. So it feels like... All one of the anxieties fighting each other. One of these has to win. <laughs> it's anxiety fight club. Yeah. <laughs> anxiety battle royale. <laughs> anxiety yeah. smash bros. Something will come out on top. Mm-hmm. And we have this nice moment with Lizette, who, uh, like, a few chapters ago, or not even chapters, a few poems ago, had seen Sarah reading a book for class and mentioned, or, like, tried to, like, have a conversation with her and mentioned what her favorite book is. And Sarah brushed it off. She's like, I read that when I was, like, nine. Like, she didn't say that to Lizette, but that's what she was thinking. <laughs> but this day, Lizette shows up and she brought Sarah her, like, personal, like, used and abused copy of her favorite book. Aww. Like, she's trying to reach out and be friends with Sarah. 
And Sarah in this moment, is she, the floodgates open and she just goes, I don't think I want to dance anymore. <laughs> to this girl, and yeah. she's like, like, I brought you a book to read. Let's be friends. <laughs> and like, Lizette is just like, <sighs> and then like, Sarah runs off. This for some reason feels like it would be a scene in Degrassi. Oh I God. can't explain why. <laughs> it would be. But it, it just would be. gives me that vibe of like, the moment when like, Holly J or someone tries to be nice and like, someone else who's been having all the issues and just like unloads on her. Yeah. There's always someone who's like mounting toward a breakdown. Yeah. And as soon as one person does anything even remotely kind, <laughs> they just like freak out yeah. and run away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just like imagine Lizette standing here with the book like, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just like, uh. <laughs> As somebody who has people just dump things on them out of nowhere, I, I understand Lizette in this moment. Yeah. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> like, uh. I wanted to give you a book. Okay, do you still want the book? Or? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> um, so then Sarah just ignores that ever happened and like Lizette's not bringing it up because she's just like, I, I don't know what to do about yeah. this. But Bonnie is so sick from her eating disorder that she can't come to class anymore. Mm-hmm. So Sarah gets to take her role as Aurora in Sleeping Beauty. Ooh. So suddenly she's like, oh, forget what I said to Lizette. I get to be the star now. (laughs) I want to dance now that I'm the lead. And now we get back to this issue of because of Rem, Sarah really thinks that approval and praise for work is tied to sex Mm -hmm. because she's goes to bring her latest writing piece to her English teacher. And she's like unbuttoned a few buttons on her top of her school uniform. So she's like trying essentially like like I'm going to seduce my English teacher Mm -hmm. so he'll have sex with me and praise me and the English teacher is extremely uncomfortable with the energy that like she's bringing into his office Yeah, and she notices like a picture of his family on her desk and she's just like oh my god what am I doing like this guy like that's not what's she has like a moment of clarity she realizes she's completely misread the situation yes the English teacher's just like what the fuck is going on and then she just like runs out of his office mm-hmm. <laughs> This girl is giving off such blatant signals that something is horribly wrong. Yeah. And she has this moment of feeling she regrets everything that she's done with Rem because it's all, like, of how it's affected her, where it's led her. She's just regretting everything. And then they're at the next performance, and this is Rem, like, debuts this piece he's been choreographing about their essentially their sex life mm-hmm. and it gets this overwhelming applause and so Sarah she finally confronts him and she first she just goes do you want a ballerina or do you want a woman and he's just like what, what? <laughs> and she goes that's your reaction and then she follows it up with why did you give my dance to Lizette and he just goes it isn't your dance and so this happens on the bus. Good. <laughs> well, there's, like, other people on this bus who probably overheard it. She doesn't address that. But, like, I imagine Lizette's there, like, reading her favorite book. And she's like, what? I don't understand. Yeah. And then <laughs> this is the moment 
where Sarah decides she's never returning to Rem's bed. Mm-hmm. And so she's like kind of like avoiding him and stuff. And she runs into Jane a few days later. And Jane's like, hey, Rem wants to talk to you. And Sarah says, he wants a lot of things. And it just caused Jane to break down to laughter. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> yep. And then Sarah's English professor, well, pro- teacher, I don't know. She keeps calling him a professor. She's in high school. He never leaves a note on any of her assignments to say, like, see me after class. He j- But he still says, like, good job, keep writing. But after that last time, he, like, makes sure he's never alone with her. Yeah. <laughs> because he's a normal adult who is trained about Title IX and shit. Mm-hmm. And then Bonnie comes back, and she's looking all healthy. She's overcome her eating disorder while she was gone. And... <laughs> I'm happy for her. I'm glad That's someone good. I'm glad someone found solace and <laughs> something good. So then Sarah, she's cut out Rem out and she's putting more effort into school, but she still thinks about him sometimes because she's, you know, recovering from this toxic relationship. Yeah. And she decides she's giving up on this and moving back to Vermont. That's probably the best choice for her. Yeah. And she's starting to look at colleges that have both dance and dance programs and literary magazines. And she has her final performance, and she reflects about how for people like Lizette and Rem, the stage is a paradise found. And for Bonnie and people like her, it is an altar at which she sacrifices. Uh, I feel that's actually a pretty good (laughs) analogy of what being in a performing arts, especially dance, (laughs) does to people. Mm -hmm. I will say I got misty-eyed. Yeah. Not because of like, what It just reminded me of my own, like, last dance type of thing, where it's, like, where she was describing mm-hmm. her last performance. I was like, ah, you're fucking with me, making me a little dramatic over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the book, it just abruptly ends like that. Oh, that's just the end. That's the yeah. end of the oh. whole book. There's no resolution. No. She just decides, like, she's like, fuck this guy. Stop seeing him. It's like, I'm overwhelmed with this dance thing. I'm moving back to Vermont. And that's it. Oh. Like, I, abruptly. Well, at least there was a plot <laughs> this time. <laughs> at least, this time there was a plot. Um, at least we had Don. I wish he was around for the rest of the book to stop Bram. Yeah, I miss him. <laughs> but, uh, Gabby, dance her perspective on this. I, honestly, I thought it was pretty accurate with, like, the way she, like, her inner monologue is very much what my inner monologue would have been had that been me. I don't know if it's because I'm, like, a little dramatic, but... <laughs> A little? <laughs> a little. I feel Gabby, like, you're a Leo. Yeah, true. Uh, can't deny that. But yeah, I don't know. A lot of the way that she described things, like the feeling after dancing, kind of the whole thing. Um, Definitely not the uh, sexual muse part. Can't say I partook in that. <laughs> no, I don't. I wasn't expecting you to have that experience. I would be, I would be alarmed if you had. <laughs> Thank you. But no, but like everything, like I said, the whole last performance thing, like made me cry a little because it reminded me a lot of my last performance and kind of that yeah. whole like when she starts realizing that she wasn't doesn't want to dance anymore it was very relatable and the whole thing um the eating sort of thing was a little i think she could have been they a little of, they tried to do something and then they kind of brushed it under the rug yeah. to instead focus on this toxic relationship yeah, which brushing an eating disorder under the rug very accurate yeah in the dance world like don't mm-hmm. see it can't hear it and the whole injury thing like, yeah, you just ignore it. Sure, your shins are, like, falling apart, but you're not going to fix it. Who cares when you can dance? Why would you want to sit out for yeah. two months? I must say, Sarah really squandered this opportunity because she's on a scholarship here, so she can have all this free PT this whole time to treat her shins. Mm-hmm. She squandered up. Now she's going to have to go to Vermont, still have this shin problem, 
and pay for PT. Better Missed hope her parents have good insurance. The bank better give her mom insurance. I don't think the orchard provides it. <laughs> yeah. If she could just roll herself out with apples, roll out her, <laughs> roll out her cats. I would do that. With like a red delicious. good cider donuts at her dad's orchard. Ooh, I do like a cider donut. I do too. But uh, yeah, I'd say this is definitely one of the better books we've covered. Yeah. Granted, because I prefer fantasy, I'm still like, I would rather read Hush Hush. Plus, I don't, I again, don't really like the poetry too much in here. I love poetry. I just don't like her. Yeah, just you describing the whole, so the whole book is just poems, right? Yeah. That's just so, and from what I thought, I misremembered. I thought it was like, at some point they establish that she's writing these poems, but they never do. So it kind of leaves it open that this is just how she thinks almost, mm-hmm. but it's just like, it's just how she she chose to write it in verse. Interesting. Because I mean, I have read a lot of diary format and like, yeah, ch- like chat format, but for some reason the poetry aspect confuses me just as, from just how you described it, it has a pretty coherent narrative. So to get all of that from poems just... It's not it's good weird. poetry. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I would it's like, to have poetry, that coherent... Be... Granted, a lot of the poetry I wrote was very, like, narrative-driven, but I'm not saying it was good. <laughs> well, yeah, just like that there were, like, specific quotes and, like specific details where mm-hmm. most of the poetry I'm familiar with, not that I'm a poetry expert, but I am a published poet, means. so. Um, <laughs> but, like, I would expect it to be a little bit more, like, stereotypically poetic, like, yeah. metaphorical. I was, um... Abstract. When I was updating my Goodreads account today with this book, I was looking at some of the reviews, and someone else had said something along the lines of, like, it doesn't seem like actual verse. <laughs> like, it seems yeah. like they just chopped the... And I guess some people can argue, like, that is you that is poetry. You can't define poetry. Like, well, it's not fucking good poetry, then. <laughs> That's what always yeah. missed the first line of the poem, because it was, like... Yeah. It's, like, the, the, as if it what, was the what chapter. What should have been, like, the title of the poem was actually, like, the first line, so you had to, like, remember to read that in, like... Like the context of the full poem. I miss so many oh, of them because I, I just breeze by them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why there is this sentence halfway done? I was really like, I was just like, all right, I get it. You're in bed with him or all right, I get it. You're extru- you're describing a technique I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so I definitely prefer reading Hush Hush. Was this better than reading Blue Bloods? Mm, that's a little more, that's a little, a little harder to tell. One had a plot, one didn't. But I think that the wild description of Blue Bloods was better than the plot description of this. Mm-hmm. But also, I think we're just coming back to my love for fantasy. Yeah. Like, this might be the only... Not fantasy? Realism, real-life fiction. Wow. Actually, no, I read one Sarah Desen book. Oh, my <laughs> God, I forgot about her. Yeah. Oh, man, I read so we're, many. We're going to get into Sarah Desen. Yeah, Sarah Desen might be, um like, in two weeks for me. Nice. I have one on deck, ready to go. Oh, my I God. I love it. But yeah, I read like just fantasy. So would I reread Audition? I don't think so. Yeah. Would I reread Blue Bloods? Also, probably not. <laughs> would I reread Hush Hush? Absolutely. <laughs> Give me the horrible relationship of Nora and Patch over this bullshit any day. Give me Chauncey. Chauncey. <laughs> I have to say, listening to this was more enjoyable than reading elsewhere. Oh, elsewhere is the worst. <laughs> yeah, Gabby, elsewhere. I can't wait for you to hear our elsewhere episode we just recorded. It's not even a good episode to listen to because the book was so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's def- that's definitely our worst episode to date. <laughs> 
Um, I guess we should probably wrap up this episode while we're just rambling. We were just chatting. So uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Podcast. The word Y, not the letter. <laughs> Email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, the word, not the letter. W-H-Y. Why a book? Why a book? Why a book podcast? Why a And um, and then next week we will be having a not age gap relationship. Oh my not god! Like, that, like a pretty healthy relationship as well. Is that allowed in my head? <laughs> Is that Here's allowed? Here's the kicker. It's also with vampires. <gasps> vampires. We How love would them. you ever guess? That not only is it with vampires. It is with a notorious vampire author. And this is true. I'm going to keep you in suspense until next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.